Hey friends, welcome to Safe Space, our little corner where we find comfort in the uncomfy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week we have Josh reappearing again as my co-host. Today we're going to talk about how we met, um, our like the timeline of our relationship, which was very fast, and some parenting stuff. And then we have questions you guys asked us on Instagram, and we might answer some questions from this really cool game we have called we're not really strangers it's the couples edition if you don't know what that is you should look up their instagram it's really cool but yeah let's get into it because it could get really long between the two of us um (laughs) to start out we met in 2018 we got engaged in 2019 we got married in 2020 um i got pregnant in 2020 after moving into our first house together and then now we're in 2022 and we have a nine-month-old who by the way i'm holding her right now so if you hear random squeals i'm not editing all that shit out we're just gonna roll with it but yeah we met on bumble how original how uh what's the word how meant to be no but we met on bumble josh's bio said I give him shit for this all the time. His bio said peace, love, happiness, some other hippie shit, and then it said 6'4". And I always make fun of him, but I mean, it's good to put your height in there sometimes when the girl that is looking at your profile is pretty tall herself. I don't know. Not that that matters, but, like, if we're being real to start out this story, the first thing that... Like, obviously, being we met on Bumble and whatever, like, human nature, the first thing that attracted us to one another was our looks. So, Josh, after... So, yeah, you're right. We met on Bumble, and um, we both liked each other's profile, our looks, whatever. Um, But, so, like, Sammy messaged me, we started a conversation, and... uh, I try to initiate us hanging out on Bumble and uh, she blew me off <laughs> at least once. I think twice we tried to make plans and then she kind of blew me off, which I can't blame her for because it's weird to meet up with people like initially after you just kind of meet someone on like a dating app. So one day I was driving down with my roommate um, to the Keys to Key Largo we were just gonna do some paddle boarding and hanging out it was a nice day and I knew Sammy was in the area so I messaged her for the third time after she blew me off I'm like hey if you want to join us like we're going to the Keys I'm with my roommate we're just gonna be hanging out be cool if you come if not whatever no worries and in my head I'm like all right, this is probably like the last time I'm going to try to reach out to her because if she blows me off again, like I'm not, I'm persistent, but I'm not that persistent. So <laughs> I'm going to just give up at that point. Thank God that didn't happen because we're married and I have a kid now, but she, so she, she drove down and met us there and I'm sweating my ass off, blowing up a paddleboard and <laughs> 
she comes up to me and like uh, and finds me where I'm at and she's like hey you must be Josh and you know I'm like oh yeah nice to meet you and she's like you look pretty uh tired or like hot like you're you're doing a lot of putting a lot of effort into blowing up this paddleboard and she's like did you bring any water and I'm sitting there in the middle of Key Largo it's like 100 degrees out and I'm sweating I'm like ah yeah actually I forgot some water which is very unlikely of me if you know me it is unlikely because when I when I lived in Colorado I that was like the number one thing like you walk around with a water bottle at all times no matter what you're doing because you're Hold on, Sammy needs the microphone. Okay, so he thinks I'm interrupting him, but we're literally just trying to have a conversation, which means both of us speak. Because he's kind of, he's good at dragging things out, like the water bottle conversation. But that's because I give him shit about that, too. Because you know someone's not from Florida when it's the middle of summer, and you're going to be paddleboarding, doing an active activity all day, and he has a cooler... So I'm like, oh, he's prepared. The cooler's full of beer and absolutely no water. So I have my water bottle filled to the top with ice that I'm like, okay, this will get me through at least a couple hours. And I I, I offer him water because I'm like, this dude's sweating his balls off and he's like trying to pump up these paddle boards or whatever. And he chugs the entire water bottle in one sip, so... Just to get to the point, that's what happens. And then after that, we start talking. I'm pretty nervous. I remember, like, sitting by the car as he's doing this. And then he blows them up, and I think we went to a different beach location at that point. I was like, I know a better spot. And meanwhile, his roommate's with us, so that's, like, partially what helped me show up because even though it was another guy, it's, like, a buffer. You're not just, like, completely alone. I don't know even though we kind of ended up ditching him but (laughs) at that point we all get in the water and they have the two paddle boards and I'm just swimming way far out because I'm a fish and you know true to my Pisces roots I jump in the water with this guy I just met start paddling out with my arms (laughs) and then we hang out all day and we're just like in the sun talking getting to know each other whatever obviously flirting we're obviously physically attracted to one another and yeah Junie's like yeah because you made a baby and then tell us about later on when we were alone later on when we were alone so yeah we spend the whole day in the water playing on the beach nice nice day and uh we're sitting in my hammock and which we're sitting there having some cool conversations. I remember talking about like how awesome it would be to own a tiny house together. Like we both kind of had the same like mindset as far as like minimalization and just, yeah, living like a very simple life where you don't need a lot of extra material things. And that was totally our mindset, especially at the time. We were very carefree. We talked about just living in a van, not having the responsibility of paying rent or a ton of bills every month, just kind of being like very free spirited and going wherever the wind takes you or 
what have you. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we were having this really great conversation about that kind of stuff. And I also remembered I fell out of the hammock, like totally embarrassed, like just being goofy. And Sammy probably thought I was a nerd or a whatever. I don't know. But she she stuck around for the rest of the day. My roommate took off. I was like, yo, just take my car. I'll find my way back. And Sammy was like, yeah, I'll drive you back when, like, when we're done. Sammy was, was very insistent on staying for the sunset. Because there's no sunset like being in the Keys and... You cannot go to the Keys and skip a sunset. That's also how you know someone's not from Florida. Yeah, so my roommate left, like, right before it started to get dark. Or, like, right before the sun was going down. Sammy and I stayed and had an awesome experience. The sunset that day was, like, 100% the best sunset ever. Like, we're in the water. Just the sun's reflecting off. The clouds were magical. And the colors were were picturesque like just amazing and uh like something that you would never forget on it's always ingrained engraved in my in my head what that looked like and of course neither of us took a picture of that day which is ironic and funny because we have lots of pictures of so many other things but not that day and so anyways yeah Oh uh, yeah, so we're we're sitting on the paddleboard watching the sunset and and I'm just like already in my head like falling in love with this person that I just met and and I'm trying to convince myself not to like fall too fast or or believe what's happening because <laughs> I just naturally had like a guard up about that and Sammy leans in and gives me the most romantic kiss of my life and the rest is history <laughs> no no so like from that point on it's a great night um yeah we we had a great time just watching the sunset on the paddle boards like I said and afterwards later at night when it was dark we get in the car drive back couple hours back to my uh house that I was renting out with my roommates and we get there I invite Sammy to stay over and it was a good night we we just hung out we stayed up like all night we didn't really like do anything crazy we just kind of yeah we smoked a bunch of weed had a great conversation stayed up a lot and woke up the next day and just kind of didn't really have anything to do sammy had a uh, class at at college fiu and so she had to leave but she was right back hanging out with me like right afterwards and from the day we met we were inseparable like we hung out every day we eventually um ended up just a short time after after that we uh, we ended up living in my honda element together and not you know not uh not having bills or rent to pay as uh, and all that stuff so 
it was kind of a dream come true in a lot of ways, even though some people be like, yeah, it sounds like you were homeless, uh, but it was a lot of fun. So here's St. Louis. Yeah. So three months after we met, well, before that, before the three months after we met, we were living in the element and I mean, my friends know about that. That was really fun in my opinion. It's kind of like you just take a weird situation and make the best of it, but it's so fun in certain ways because you have like at that point in our life we had no real schedule we had like bullshit jobs and we were just (laughs) we were just hanging out and like literally went to the beach every morning every night um yeah we woke up did yoga on the beach every morning meditated went for a swim watched the moon every night some nights we slept on the beach and then when it was three months after we actually met, I think it was December, we got our first place together. Started living together. That was definitely an interesting experience because I never lived with a guy and it's just, that's an adjustment. Uh, I don't know. I Yeah, that was a major adjustment for both of us because it was our first time we are dating. We'd never lived with like our, any people in our previous relationships so it was it was very serious from the start and both of our personalities were not super like serious people we're pretty lighthearted, and but being in that situation um <clears throat> definitely was an adjustment because you're you're used to like just doing your own things and then you're like you're holding back a little bit when you're when you're with someone like for example sammy did not have any interest in pooping while i was in the apartment and you know like i i get that but i was like yo if that if nature is calling like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i gotta do she was not she's not like that she'd wait till i leave or like she'd be out of work and just doing her business there and it took took a few weeks uh to to kind of break that barrier and then there's a couple other that you just get more and more comfortable um now if you look at the way we live with each other it's so different like it's we're so comfortable we do we just bounce off of each other and compliment each other um but yeah, you got to go through those those awkward phases at first. It's all part of the growing experience. Um, so yeah, then three months after that, I felt like it was time for me to propose. And I knew way before that too, because when you know, you know, and that's the truth. Like it's, uh, you hear it a lot, but it's true. Like you just can't describe it. You know for sure that's your person and so we were living in Fort Lauderdale uh we would bike to the beach often because we were like really close so we did that one day and um I had the ring in my pocket I was pretty nervous but we're just sitting by the ocean just chilling doing our meditation routine and I'm like oh yeah I have to go to the bathroom and I walk away and really i'm just like looking for anybody who i can find to help like take pictures because i knew i was going to propose 
So I found these two ladies and I asked them kindly if they would just follow me back with my phone and like record and then take pictures um, of the event that was taking place. So I go sit next to Sammy and I, we stand up and walk down by the water holding hands and um, I say some very personal things to her and there's these people like <laughs> in the background like Sammy doesn't even know they're there just recording us the whole time and it was that was an unforgettable day as well um that's the day we got engaged it was uh March 13th 2019 and she said yes so <laughs> So then we go back to our apartment. We have great videos and photos of the day and have another wonderful day. And just So, yeah, he asked me to marry him. But also with a moonstone, which that was like the one thing I definitely talked about when we talked about our future. Like we were ahead already at this point. I think before we even moved in together, we talked about kids one day, and I was like, I really like the name Juniper for a baby girl, and you loved it too, so just to add that in there. But I told Josh that I don't like diamonds. I like moonstones. I don't know. I'm just, that's just me. I love, like, other people's diamond rings and whatever, but I feel like me and my personality, and I've just been obsessed with moonstones and how they're, like, purple when they hit the light and all that, but he was very good at knowing that and also knowing I didn't want like people around I didn't want people like family there or like I don't know I just wanted it to be us so that was in March and previously I had actually flown up here to PA with him for that previous Christmas to meet his family so I met his mom and yeah all that because Josh is a mama's boy and she had to know that we were going to get married. You had to meet the family. Before, yeah. Before Josh comes. So everyone knows I'm an only child. I grew up with just my mom, whatever. Josh is one of four children. His parents are still together. They're so fucking cute together. They're still obsessed with each other. But yeah, I had to meet the whole family. That wasn't nerve wracking at all to fly to PA to meet his whole family. What was that? Four months, three months after meeting him. But we just knew and I'm pretty sure people thought I was crazy at this point like my friends I'm sure even though they're always supportive of me I'm pretty sure that like your friends are like I know his roommates were like you're definitely crazy like this girl's literally always with you at this point but yeah and then I knew she was crazy after she met my family and still wanted to hang out with me and be together because I thought she was crazy after wanted to, to stay with me after we met on Bumble but then after meeting my crazy family <laughs> crazy. and we go back to Florida together and keep living our life, we, you know, engaged and then planning our next steps together. Like it's all brand new to us and we're just figuring it out as we go. But it, what, what was amazing is that we had each other and yeah. that bond just, we knew could get us through anything and we just put our minds to what we wanted to do and made it happen. Yes. So that was in March and by so March 2019 we get engaged. We live together the rest of that year. We are still like 
if you guys knew us at this point, we're fucking beach bums. Josh was a lifeguard. I was working at a at yoga joint at the front desk. We literally spent most of our time at the beach drinking beer and smoking weed and doing yoga. That was our life. And it was amazing. That was so fun. And I'm so glad that we were like full throttle beach bums and dirty hippies at that point because obviously now we're like we have a child and even though we still do those things it's a lot different in small doses but yeah we spend the rest of that year on the beach every day getting wasted sometimes most of the times uh having sex in random places (laughs) but yeah that was really fun but then in december when our lease was about to end we had to make a decision about what we wanted to do uh I'm pretty sure everyone that listens to this is from Florida and you know how fucking expensive it is to live there. And like Josh said in the beginning, we are very simple people. We don't believe in working so hard to just like barely have free time. And I don't know. I wanted to leave Florida before that. Before I even met Josh, I was like really jonesing to leave Florida in general. But I think, I don't know. We just, I don't, it was a very random decision. Like we had the option his mom kept like telling us you could move here like you have family here you could start here whatever josh had previously had a good job here that would help us you know have a better life whatever but that aside family and you know a mama's boy mama's boy's mama wanted him back i think close to home so he like pitched this to me and then we had talked to his parents about it, whatever. But then one day I got home and I was just sick of like, I don't know, working at Yoga Joint. I don't know. I had been sick of Florida for a while, but then I think when I met Josh, it like re-sparked my love for Florida because we were just on the beach together and love, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, let's just move. And he was like, really? He was really surprised that I wanted to, I think. Because obviously I don't like, I'm going to somewhere where I don't know anybody and it's far and whatever. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, December of 2019, we move, and that's the beginning of when a lot happened and a lot didn't happen, because we get to PA in December. First of all, we drove from Florida to PA, like, in the winter, and if you don't, if you've never moved that far in a U-Haul, it fucking sucks, but we make it here, and yeah, we have about three months till there's a pandemic, but in those three months... We find a cute-ass apartment. We moved to Lancaster downtown. I, I'm i so upset about this because I started getting jobs at, like, places to teach yoga. And I'm starting to teach yoga and I'm happy doing that and whatever. And then March hits and, of course, there's a gap in our story because if you ask us what we did on quarantine, it, it's just more smoking weed, more drinking, and sitting in our living room. Yeah, I mean, probably what a lot of people did during quarantine you're kind of you're very unsure everyone knows that feeling we don't have to reminisce about that because it sucked well we did get married in august um that was that was um obviously amazing to get married it wasn't the way that we initially planned it out because as soon as we got engaged we're like planning what we want our wedding to look like and everything and then you know, after we're engaged, we decide to move to PA, and then, then yeah, then the, we get hit with this pandemic, and we're just like, all right, 
our wedding plans are continuously changing. <laughs> so at some point during the pandemic, we we're just like, all right, let's let's just do it. Let's just get married because who knows like when we're going to be able to set it up the way that we ideally want it to happen. And I think the way we did it was just like perfect for us. Um, it was simple. We went to the <coughs> the county courthouse and got our marriage certificate there. Um, it was cool how my grandfather was the mayor of of the town that he lives in and in PA it's like a few hours away from us and uh he he was he was able to marry people so we asked him if he would officially marry us and we did he did we went to this overlook uh beautiful place near where he lived and he married us he was 97 at the time and yeah he was like sitting down and very you know cool cool especially for me because it's my grandfather doing it so um yeah then like three months later he passed away he was 97 like i said and, uh just to have that experience and he, he him being the one that, that married us and the way it played out was awesome and like i said it was simple there was like no people there just some of my family i like him uh, family was there but unfortunately none of our good friends or Sammy's side of the family could be there and that that stings even to this day that that sucks but the cool thing is that we got married because that was August and then by October <laughs> Sammy was pregnant <laughs> so yeah we got married on top of this place called Heiner View State Park which is like the prettiest overlook that I've seen, but I'm not from here, so obviously. Anything that's not flat is cool to me, coming from Florida. But it was so pretty, and it was like the perfect day. And Josh's sister made me a little bouquet of wildflowers from her garden. And yeah, we didn't have like any, like a traditional wedding, but honestly, we weren't traditional to begin with. Like, we've never been like that. And the only thing we want to do now is have a fucking party with our friends. I think that would be sick. But, which we will do. But, yeah, good thing we got married because we got married August 26th, I think, or 28th. And then October. Oh, whatever. Okay, October 29th. August 29th Okay, August 29th, fam. And then by October, we just moved into our house, our first house together, two weeks before. And I had a suspicion that I wasn't feeling myself. I literally could not, like, I was going to teach my yoga classes and, like, dying at the end of my own yoga class. And I couldn't breathe. I was so tired all the time. Those were my, like, first symptoms. So I take a test. And I'm to this day, I'm so surprised at how calm we were. I don't know why I'm just surprised, but I, I'm in the bathroom. He's on the couch drinking a beer like all husbands do. And I just go, babe. And he knows that that's never, that's normally when I'm like mad or something. But he walks in and he's cheesing from ear to ear because he, just so everyone knows, Josh was ready to have kids. Like, he was ready when I met him, but I promised him he would have a kid before 30, and he turns 30 this year, so we barely made the cutoff. 
so we find out i'm pregnant very unexpected um i think i texted my best friends right away i texted val and caroline i literally didn't say anything in the text i just sent them a picture of the the fucking like test and no words just a picture so we found out i'm pregnant and that was the beginning of a long nine months for me to be honest but obviously like we're not going to talk about pregnancy in this because that's just pregnancy is rough and it's tough to watch (laughs) your significant other your wife your best friend person you care about the most go through that it's hard it's it's hard to watch especially knowing that there's very little that you could do like i couldn't do i couldn't do much to help comfort her i just had to support her like be there physically and emotionally just supporting her and it was hard i know a lot of you listening know (coughs) sammy's pregnancy story um but yeah, I mean, the end result was so worth it for us. Uh, we're so blessed and happy and amazed and just eternally grateful to have such a healthy, happy baby and no complications during the pregnancy, major things, no, like just so so fortunate and beyond grateful and counting our blessings for that because... Junie coming into our life completely changed everything. And I probably could have said that a lot in the past four years. Like, oh, we got married. That completely changed everything. Oh, uh, we got engaged. We moved in together. I met Sammy on Bumble. Like, all those things completely changed everything. But it just gets better and better. Like, Junie being brought into the world is life-changing and so much fun to watch and the center of my life like these two women well sammy is the woman and junie's the baby but these two girls just just run my world now and they they (laughs) they've changed my life for the best i think i'm gonna hand her off to you yeah so i get pregnant uh i have junie obviously and after having Junie, obviously, our lives changed drastically. That's kind of the no, like, everyone knows that. But I have to say, whether you're planning to get pregnant or you're not planning to get pregnant, it changes your life, like, the same amount, obviously. But I think for some reason, not planning actually was better for me. It's almost like, I don't know. I would have said, oh, I want to plan and be ready and all this, but... I think the way it happened was for the best because I can like overthink things in my head and there's no perfect time to have a child. There's never going to be a point where you feel emotionally ready, financially ready, whatever. So sorry to interject, but yeah, I mean, the same can be said about getting married or getting engaged. Like people push things off because of whatever reasons. But at the end of the day, we both firmly believe that you got to follow your gut feeling about everything and no matter if it's a big decision or a little decision I think listening to your heart and your gut feeling is like so important and it's led us to a lot of happiness yeah we've always been uh like again I'm gonna say anyone who knows us would know like we've always been the kind of people to just live 
spontaneously and go with our gut and that's what we did and it's been the best thing to happen to us like obviously there's been hard times and hard days but even if you don't have a kid you're gonna have hard times and hard days especially if you're married marriage isn't easy but it's the most rewarding thing and it's really true what people say that like nothing worth having is super easy like anything in life that's super easy is not that rewarding and I don't know it's been the most fun phase of our life which I don't think we would even have thought it would be before like if you asked Josh and Sammy pre-baby when we were in Florida being bums and shit like if this would be I don't know the best time of our life like we wouldn't exactly be like oh I can't wait to be a parent because there's just a lot of I feel like on social media and stuff, especially amongst moms, there can be a lot of, like, negative talk about being a parent, and that just perpetuates the negativity. Like, I feel like, I don't know, nothing in life is perfect. If you just look at the positives, then you your positives amplify. Yeah, and you can't plan for the amount of support that you have. Like, we, like, shout out to everybody in our life, whether you know it or not, like, you if you're involved in our life and you know us like you have supported us in some way <clears throat> that significantly has helped us have the courage to raise a child and to start a family and to 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 own a beautiful house and and have just like a good life like we're so blessed and, and have so much support but in the at the time like rewind like three two three years ago we'd be like uh no we're not ready for any of this are you kidding me like i might not ever be ready for this but then things happen and you go with it and it's all it's all been good yeah so i feel like we're very we're so on the same page that we say the same thing but in different ways but now that we are what 30 something minutes in that's our basic story but there's questions people ask us that we're gonna answer because there's about i think there's like eight so and we haven't really read these so it's gonna be interesting to just see what we say the first one was how do you guys balance responsibilities as far as the house slash junie so i would say if you don't know this about us i'm a stay-at-home mom everyone probably knows that um Josh works really hard as a welder and works 10-hour days so that we I can be home with Junie. And so he's the main provider. Therefore, I mean, most of the time I cook and I clean. And obviously, I'm with Junie most of the time. But he definitely picks up the slack when I have, like, my last episode was about depression. I suffer from that. So on days when I need help, Josh cooks dinner. Josh will help me vacuum, clean the bathroom, whatever, like... It's pretty 50-50 and I would say the most important thing about marriage is like knowing it's not always going to be exactly 50-50 and when your partner needs you to do 70% and you can they can only give 30 just doing that and I think that's what we do. We kind of, I don't know, when one of us is down the other is always there to like give more which I really appreciate. Like when I need a break from Junie, Josh will take Junie and I can, I don't know go to target all day and end up just buying junie stuff anyways but what do you have to say so what i have to say is uh kudos to sammy because it makes it easy for me as well my main focus is is work and just grinding through 
you know, 10 hour days. I'm off on the weekends. So that's when I pitch in around the house, like the most, like, you know, I'll cook dinner and stuff at night during the week. Sometimes, you know, throw something on the grill. But as far as like the everyday tasks, especially with Junie with keeping up the house, that's all Sammy. And so like, she takes on that responsibility, like full on, does a great job. And then uh, I come home from work and, and do my part as much as I can, but it's, it's easy because of her. Um, so on the weekends, yeah, I think that's when I, we balance each other out more because I'm around more. Um, but yeah, it's, we, we do, we each do a significant role and, and help and just acknowledge each other too and like see each other and what we're doing for each other I think is important yeah and the next question is were you scared when you found out you were pregnant well I'm the one who got pregnant so I'll answer this I don't think Josh was scared at all if I no I wasn't he he was just so excited like literally from the moment we found out I was panicking um, I was definitely scared, not only because I was like, okay, now I'm gonna have to be pregnant for nine months, but also because I think it's just, this is one of the things where I can say it's different for men and women, obviously. As a woman, you have to prepare yourself for pregnancy, for birth, for breastfeeding, if you choose to do so. Like, not that the parent, not that the father does less, but it's different roles, whereas like, I don't know, at first I was mostly just afraid to be pregnant, I would say. I wasn't really thinking about motherhood yet. I was just like, holy shit, I'm pregnant now. Like, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to be sick? Am I going to whatever? And good thing I was a little scared because I was very sick in the beginning. I threw up a lot for months. But other than that, it wasn't that bad. It was kind of cute to have a belly and stuff. But definitely scary at first. And the next question is, where do we see ourselves in 10 years, personally and in our relationship? as a family <clears throat> well as a family first of all i don't know who wrote this question but it's good it's a good question it but val. oh val <laughs> so uh <laughs> whenever people ask me this like no matter what stage of life i've been in i've always like been i'm always like my answer is I don't know because I can plan out like a weekend this weekend what what I want to do and it's gonna it's gonna change something in those plans is gonna change so it's hard to be like oh 10 years from now I know exactly what I want but but I don't know you know like that sounds stupid but (laughs) I really don't know 10 years from now I don't think we're going to be in the same exact spot that we're in now, but it's impossible to say what we're going to be doing. I know what I would like to be doing. Uh, Personally, I want to pursue like a slightly different career, maybe involve myself in like a real estate um, career or investing somehow. But for the time being, like we're all right um, doing what we're doing now, but I know it's not going to, a lot's going to change in 10 years. So. That was a long way of saying nothing. <laughs> the worst. No, we're an unedited podcast, honey. <laughs> the worst. 
The worst person to ask what they want to do literally from any moment besides now is Josh. I'll literally ask Josh, what do you want to do tomorrow? And he's like, that's going to be a game time decision. That's his favorite answer to anything. And just so everybody knows, Junie was also a game time decision. But (laughs) in 10 years, I would like to possibly live somewhere else, either Colorado or like North Carolina uh josh be in real estate so that he can help me with our kids i want one more kid and then i want him to get his balls snipped and so yeah maybe one more kid and i would love to be teaching yoga again i don't want to like own a studio or anything but just teaching and podcasting still hopefully that'd be cool as fuck to look back that far but I think a different house, like upgrade a little, even though we love the simple life, maybe just a little upgrade, one more kid, and for Josh to just be doing something that he enjoys more and has more free time to like be with family, even though that's life, you have to work a lot, but whatever. Next question is, how did you know each other was the one? I think that's that's it's literally like the cliche where you just know and you know but I honestly think it was like love at first sight kind of shit I don't know why but yeah yeah that's a tough question to answer because um you can't really describe it it's weird to it's just I don't know like we just connected so well it was like we knew each other already and we just met and i think that like says a lot because that's that spark has never faded it's never changed there's never been any moments where we're like wait a second this isn't really who you are or anything like that it's it's like just been so genuine and just being your authentic self. Um, I think both of us, Sammy and I, coming into meeting each other for the first time, uh, I think both of us went through some serious like personal growth prior to us meeting. And that allowed us to be like our most genuine, authentic selves, which led us to like opening up and just being real with each other forever. So it's been yeah from that moment like love at first sight yeah i agree that i think what josh said is something i say all the time that in order to like like if you're not someone who has met your person in order to meet your person you need to be yourself to like to the core like everything being yourself aligns you with the right people at the right place and like at the right time and i think that's how we ended up meeting Because like he said, there was no like doubt ever of who each other is or if you're the one or whatever. And I think that's because like in my past relationships, I had those doubts. And I even if something was great in the beginning, there would come that point where I know the person isn't the one. And it's like, where do you go at that point? Do you stay in the relationship because it's all right and fun and there's nothing wrong with that person when you know for sure they're not the one? I don't know. But I think for us that that moment never came. And... It was just really easy too. like it was never like we're both so different. It's great that like we were never like, I don't know, dress up and go to dinner and have serious conversation type people. We literally were just like bums together and just talked about really deep stuff. And we just I don't know. 
we just knew like that day that we hung out we i don't think i slept without him like from that night on and it was just we were inseparable and it was like you were like magnets with your person when they're the one it's just like you can't not be with them all the time i feel like even though that sounds crazy but okay next question how hard was it co-parenting while going through postpartum from both views so from my view postpartum was really hard for me uh i talked about this in my last episode but i was really emotional after i had juni it's normal and it's just not spoken about a lot but i was so emotional breastfeeding was really hard for me and just going through like the entire change of your body and your emotions and like having a tiny person to take care of is a lot all at once and when you're the mom you're like also recovering from giving birth so it was really hard for me and I think I wouldn't have been able to do it without Josh and without his family for sure but I don't know for me it was really hard postpartum was the hardest time of my life I would say I was really emotional all the time like cried for no reason at the happiest point in our lives how was it for you Josh yeah for me it was I mean it was such an adjustment is the biggest change I had to prepare for and I think the like anticipation you go through nine months of watching your wife like endure this pain her belly's growing you're watching this fetus develop inside of her body and like <laughs> you're for me I'm just like anticipating so much and like there's there's like that saying about like fear like the best way to overcome a fear is to just like face it and and to do it and that's kind of how like pregnancy was like you're anticipating you're 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 preparing as much as you can for this moment and then it comes and you're just like all right you just have to go with it and once you start going with it and and it's happening it's it all becomes easier from my perspective but postpartum like watching Sammy go through these emotional changes was difficult for me to to watch but also difficult for me to know how to like best support her and to be there and to be the best father I could be for our newborn and for postpartum for me like yeah I'm affected a little bit emotionally but not nearly to the scale that Sammy was so a lot of it was just like how can I change myself to like be the best husband, the best father that I could be? And I'm still working on that. And it's still like there's always going to be those moments where you get super down some days or you like long for like something else or like what you had before a kid because it's life changing. But you just have to get through those moments and enjoy all the the joy that that your baby brings to your life also in postpartum when i was struggling with breastfeeding because i feel like he got a little off topic on that one but (laughs) he helped me a lot with breastfeeding one thing is when you're not when your baby has problems latching in the beginning something that the husband has to do in postpartum to help a lot is not only helping you because you're literally in diapers like you're bleeding profusely still but he every time I had to feed Junie he had to like help her rub her hand so she could latch and like hold my boob in the right way and like 
that was like breastfeeding was literally a two-person job in the beginning it was every time we had to feed her which if you don't know you need to feed a newborn every two hours so every two hours and that's two hours from when you start and it takes like 45 minutes for them to eat so basically every 45 minutes we'd have to get me back in position get my boob in position josh would have to hold her head properly rub her hand like it was a fucking team effort i couldn't have done that without him and i think emotionally he helped me because he just would do things like every time i had to get up in the night with junie he would get up with me like we were it was never like i was getting up alone with her in the beginning and i just think little things like that help a lot like even if the the father can't help you in the middle of the night being up with you is so much help because you're delusional at that point like you're sleep deprived you're recovering like we were very sleep deprived i have to tell this part this doesn't have to do with this question and i'm dragging it out but josh when junie was born we got so tired because if you remember my labor story we didn't sleep before like she was born for three days or something and i don't know if i spoke about this in that episode but it's just so funny to me that he would pick up his pillow in the middle of the night and literally rock his pillow and try to burp it and be standing up and then he would also wake up in the middle of the night and turn to me and be like she's in our bed she's under the covers like just and that was before we co-slept we didn't co-sleep till she was four months but yeah he would freak out and like the biggest change in postpartum for both of you that's not just the mom's experience is the lack of sleep and navigating not going crazy during that time is really hard so take help if you can get it i was very against like accepting help at that point i don't know why that's just the person i am but if someone can come over and watch your baby for a little so you guys can sleep just do it like just take that help last question is how do you maintain romance and excitement after being in a partnership for so long i would say that's a good fucking question i think we never had to think about we were together for a few years probably three years before we had junie like including my pregnancy and for those three years we never had a problem with like our like keeping the spark alive and whatever because it was just us and when it's just you and someone else it's so easy to do that like you don't have to plan a date night you can randomly go on a date you don't have to plan like now we have to like kind of figure out like can we watch a movie together alone tonight like stuff like that and even though it's harder it's just about making that effort and i i have to take the fall for this because i think a lot of times i prioritize junie so much that i can like forget to prioritize josh and not like i'm a bad wife but it's just hard not to put your baby first like for both of us i'm sure but even more when you're the mom so i think prioritizing your partner like time off of your phones and just like being together even if you're not like out at a restaurant or you know it doesn't have to be some big adventure i think sometimes just having a conversation like this game we got where you ask each other like deep questions or whatever we started playing that randomly on the weekends while junie was like playing around and that just helped us like i don't know if it was the specific questions or just when you've been together for a long time you've asked each other every question already you've had every conversation so like reigniting that with like deep questions and talking about things that i feel like made you have a spark to begin with like dreaming and like you know talking about what you want to do like i don't know i want to do this with you in the future and asking like how do you feel when i do this and like communication is more important than like fancy dates and stuff like that i would say josh 
Yeah, I love that question. Um, and obviously, <clears throat> having a little baby is gonna it's gonna be in the middle of you and your your partner. Um, so you just have to know that. And there's it, there's times where you you're gonna feel a little more distant, at least in our experience, like with a newborn, with a little tiny baby, you have to always constantly take care of. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a phase. Uh, so to answer the question, I would, another thing that I would say is that, yeah, like keeping the spark alive is, is knowing your partner's like true interest and values and, and knowing what they love, what excites them and, and doing that, you know, like following through with that. Uh, making time for that especially with a baby and just just making sure that those things happen and come to life that you get those experiences uh they might not they might not be as long lasting or as consistent as you'd like because you have this little kid in your life now but it's still just as important to keep those uh sparks going whether you have a kid or not i think that's true like just knowing what I don't know what the word is like a trigger to excitement for your partner trigger that ex trigger that excitement know their love language speak to them in the ways that you know like touch their heart and when you do that like the spark stays alive and it doesn't fade away so if you consistently can do that um that's that's gonna lead to great things i, I believe i agree i think and I like that you said you, like what triggers excitement for your partner because sometimes that's not what triggers excitement for you but knowing that that's what your partner would make like what, what that's what would make them happy is a big part of keeping that excitement alive because it goes back and forth and like it can be really dumb things too like I think people think keeping the spark alive has to be this big thing like oh we have to constantly do this or dress up and like I mean, maybe other we're different, so, like, that's never been our thing, but maybe for other people that is, and that's fine. Like, if dressing up and feeling hot and going on a date is your thing, but for us, it's, like, really simple things and, like, getting out in nature together, like, going for a hike together, taking a little mushrooms together, like, yeah. things like that really i would say definitely if you're like someone who's into that stuff tripping together is like a really good way to reground as a couple and just get back to like the beginning because when you meet someone you meet who they are and then they continue to grow they're the same person at the core but like everyone grows through life and your partner is going to grow and you have to keep like allowing them to grow but keep getting to know who they are and what they want now at this point and i think that can be hard when you have a kid because so much of your decisions change when you have a kid like you know you talk a lot about your kid but you have to remember to talk about each other too and ask that person what are your dreams whatever not just like what does Junie need so if you have a kid that's what I would say if you don't have a kid I would say make use of that time because it's super easy at that point in life just don't forget that like I don't know life can get mundane and you have to work and you have to pay bills and you have to go through day-to-day -day life when you're like a long-term couple but try to get back to those exciting days when you were just like reckless and like you know just let go of like your responsibility sometimes i would say i don't know yeah and i think if you don't have a kid like 
you like sammy just said enjoy take advantage of those moments um just know like <clears throat> i guess i'm speaking from our experience only is that when you have a kid those moments that you do get together where the sparks are flying it's it's a little bit uh more sporadic or like few and far between so in a sense that's that makes it like sweeter it makes it better because it's not you you can't you can't have it as often as you did without a kid and that's just the way it is like but it, it's not it's not a bad thing it's just you have so much joy <laughs> we have so much joy in our life right now with a child and with our love that those moments uh feel a little more special than they used to yes i feel like as far we keep we're giving our perspective from a parenthood thing because that's what we are obviously but i think he's right because you you as a couple like you have this baby and you've never loved you've never both loved someone as much as you both love your child like i love josh's mom josh loves josh's mom we'll never love her the same way like i love my grandma he loves my grandma we'll never love her the same way but we both love junie to the same extent and that's the first time you both experience that so you're like so caught up in that and then your responsibilities now have multiplied because you're a parent and it is sweeter when it is far and few between but i think this question has a funny timing because like this week we're going to our first concert together alone since junie was born and our situation is also so unique because we went straight from fucking pandemic quarantine to pregnancy. So it's like, it's been a while for us, but I think like finding that spark, whether it's all the time or it's not all the time because you're busy, you just have to remember that that's there and that love isn't always about the exciting, like crazy moments. It can also be about like the day-to-day -day little things in my opinion, but I don't know. We just spent like 10, question, 10 minutes on this question because that was a good one. Like, it really was. That's a good one to reflect on. But this is almost an hour long, so I don't even know if we should do any questions from this game. Maybe if I pick a random Let's one and it's good. One, yeah. Okay, he wants to do one. Let's do something fun, though. I'm not trying to do a... These are deep questions, guys. Thank you for helping me realize blank about myself. All right, I'll answer it first. I want to say thank you for helping me realize, like, how special I am. Which sounds gay to say, because, like, gay... I shouldn't use the word gay in that context, but... It sounds lame to say, but... I used to think, like, I was just, like not that cool or important or whatever and i think when you meet like your soulmate and they make you feel like the most important person in the world like that just helps you like you know you shouldn't rely on someone for your confidence but it is when you have a marriage especially when your partner constantly lifts you up that like definitely helps you and i just feel like you helped me realize how special i am you helped me become a yoga teacher you literally pushed me to do that and that's been the coolest like adventure in my life that I've done on my own so yeah I feel like thank you for making me feel special or whatever you are important and I love that you're so important
to me to everyone listening i'm sure and like you're just important to the universe and you're special and you're here for a purpose and i want to say thank you for helping me realize that i that i'm like i'm man enough to be the father of junie and to be your husband and like you give me that confidence and you it's kind of like what you said but uh, but it's true like I need that you help me realize that I'm capable of doing the things that I want to do like I'm capable of of reaching that next level of of taking the next step in my life um as an individual and to have a partner that that really makes you feel that way is so important you can't you can't go through life like half-heartedly and you bring like a full heart to my life and uh just i'm so thankful that we have what we have and that we're capable of doing whatever we want to do so and so is all the listeners out there (laughs) all the listeners out there (laughs) i appreciate that i think we could both say from our answers that like a healthy right kind of love just encourages you when you doubt yourself and that's what most of us need like in life people when they doubt themselves if they didn't have those doubts like they're capable of so much more and i think true love helps you accomplish a lot because you don't doubt yourself as much when you have like your biggest fan with you thank you guys for listening to this episode thanks for i don't know everyone wanted to hear more of josh and i and i hope it was cool we're very we're both very uh our thoughts are just sporadic and run wild. So I hope this makes sense. But this is our story. These are our questions. We're thriving as parents. Ask more questions, Ask more questions to us. Uh, Josh will be back on, obviously, in the future. We might do, like, more talks about other things. Spiritual talks. I don't know. But thank you guys for listening and supporting us. And, yeah. Love you. Love, love.